0: And the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul.
3: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Dr. Michael Lawrence, says the country's new coalition government will be like nothing the country's ever seen before in politics.
4: The most diverse, uh, le- reaching across not one aisle but multiple aisles, uh, from the far right to the far left, Uh, with many parties in between.
3: That's Dr. Michael Oren. He was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Illinois is lifting all capacity limits on bars, restaurants, and businesses, and all kinds of other venues. They did that yesterday after nearly 15 months after the first stay-at-home orders were issued because of COVID-19.
5: We are here to announce reopening day in Chicago.
3: And that is the voice of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and those comments courtesy of ABC 7 Chicago businesses still can have their own rules for capacity, masks, and social distance. This is S R N U.
6: Napa, New How.
0: Celebrate Dad all month at Napa with the Evercraft 100 Piece Screwdriver Set for 19.99. To a regular person, that might seem like an excessive number of screwdrivers, but to Dad, that's just being prepared. Like buying a paper map in case the GPS goes rogue. That's the Evercraft 100 Piece Screwdriver Set for 19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa
5: know-how.
0: At participating locations while supplies last. Offer n six thirty twenty one.
5: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
7: Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
2: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
0: It is time. Yes.
8: Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. Your source for penetrating economic insight razor-sharp analysis and unflinching universal thought oh god that's all i need everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve let's go
6: while we're young
8: now here's professor king Banyan.
9: welcome king Banyan show the biz 1440 thank you for being here today you know how I often complain about the heat in this place or the cold in this place? We had a discovery this week. Okay, and this is, we're going to have a little fun. We'll get to the economic news because, of course, everybody wants to talk about inflation. We'll talk about inflation. Don't you worry. In fact, we'll probably not talk about too much else. Uh, but uh, we can't do a full two hours on inflation. So this this first part's a little bit fun. Um, I had, uh, in 2019, I I needed to engage a, uh, temporary, uh, uh a, a long-term temporary, uh, person to work as, uh, my assistant up here. And so I hired somebody and, and she was great, but she was somebody from, um, she was somebody from, uh, uh Cal, she was somebody who, uh, wanted to always make sure the temperature was just so in the office. So at one point during the winter of 2019-2020, she had the dampers in our, in our office area closed so that we would not get uh, cold air or hot air, too, too cold or too hot, when the blowers, when the chillers or the heaters were work, working here uh, in our lovely offices here at St. Cloud State University. Pandemic strikes, we're all told we got to bug out. Nobody opened up the dampers. And then, of course, because she was a temporary, she left. we had we only this week finally remembered, "Oh, wait, those things are closed here I could hear the air conditioning running, but because the damper was closed, we weren't getting any of the air that the that the system was trying to feed to us um so <laughs> that that turns out to have been the issue. It is a lovely 76 77 degrees here in the office right now. Uh it is it is hilar- it is hilariously uh, uh funny to me that uh we, none of us figured this out. Well, I'm an economist. I don't think things through. Anyone anyway, we'd love to hear from you today 651-289-4477. Uh the number call 651-289-4477. Um, I tweeted at pound KBRS and I do this a lot, but I've been trying to, to send out more graphs pre-show. And I just sent one just as the show was starting up about restaurants, about the number of people they hire and about the amount of activity that's there. It's, I clipped this from a, uh, from a, uh, uh publication by, uh, Scott Minard at Guggenheim Investments. Uh, ju- uh, just showing that the number of people going to restaurants now is pretty much right where it was in 2019. Okay, it's like someone blew a whistle and says the pandemic over during, hey, you just heard at the top of the hour during the SRN news break. Foot in Chicago, the mayor of Chicago is declared. Now open, pretty much everybody's open. Pretty much and there's going to be a big surge but it's not going to happen it's not going to happen nearly so much in you know if you look at uh if you look at employment and so and and, and so there's a lot of things happening right now in in the restaurant industry so Brian and I were chatting before the show um um just a little behind the curtain kind of thing we usually connect with each other about half hour before the show starts. I, I connect to the uh, to the big machine down in down in the mothership, and uh, we talk we talk offline while uh, while real estate chalk talks going. We're talking on the side, and and all of a sudden, I mentioned going to Chipotle last night, and Brian and saying mm, it was kind of a kind of a mess in there. Uh, I'll get Brian on in a second because I want I want to hear his experience too. So my wife is one of those that was only willing to go out was going to be one of those people who's going to let other people go out and try to see how the world looks before she would go out. She's a very cautious person, but last night for the first time she said, "You know what? Let's try stepping into the the major grocery store chain here, the local chain here in St. Cloud." Let's go into one of those because we need a few items. I need, I need, I need some bread, and we need, we need some, some laundry soap. So I said, you know, not to wait for the big one. She says, yeah, I know we could wait till Sunday, but I just want to, I actually want to make the step into the store. So we went in the store, went in and out. Everything went fine. Uh, next, and as we get in the car, she's like, so we got time to get some dinner. Let's, let's run over, and we were going to go to Cadoba. And as we step out of the store, it's about, I don't know, it's about 5 after 7. And so it's not unusual for her and I to eat 6.45, 7 o'clock in the evening. We drive over to Cadoba. It's closed. Sign Paper sign in the door. Temporary hours, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, in Barber Cycle what and she says i don't understand how can they be closed and i said there's a worker shortage so um like Roque, okay. I said you were planning on getting a a, a bowl a mex a, a bowl that's that's not for me pardon me i'm a bit of a snob about my mexican food so Cadoba, chipotle uh, you know all those places to me they are vaguely mexican or mexican ish um, um, I, I won't call it false Mexican, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, we got, we've got much better options if you want authentic Mexican food, even here in St. Cloud, people don't think we got great options. We got great options for Mexican food in this area. Okay, I can take you to all of them. Um, because I frequent them all. But Barbara, of course, you know, Central Minnesota kid doesn't have that same taste bud. So. I said, okay, let's go to Chipotle. So we go to Chipotle. That's the one that's closest to here on the campus. And Brian's frequented this one as a former SCSU student as well. And we had, I would say, not a great experience. Um I thought the food was good, but I I order from that Chipotle, and I have to say, I had to sort of lean on the kid to put enough enough ingredients into the bowl. Um Barbara's was actually very well filled mine mm, not so much but I've had even smaller ones and so Brian and I were chatting and Brian tells me he's also had the Chipotle experience and so Brian I'm going to ask you go ahead and tell us the Chipotle experience you've had
10: yeah so the Chipotle right by my house um frequently um I haven't really eaten there recently but you know in the past year, a couple of years, actually, um, the burritos, I'm a big burrito guy, and, uh, you know, they're just too small for my liking now. It's mainly rice and lettuce and cheese on what I usually get, but I'm more into the bowls now because I feel like you get more or you think you get more, but, uh, no, in recent years, I, it's just been bad. They've been pretty stingy with, uh, you know, the quantity you get, especially with the meat. Um but nowadays, I feel like it's more expensive uh, compared to what I was getting, I don't know, a couple of years ago. You know what I mean?
9: Yeah, absolutely. So this was, a, this, I found it on Yahoo. It turns out it's a business insider story. The, but the story is, is titled, Chipotle customers are complaining about receiving tiny burritos, even as the chain says it's raising prices. And I, So I had not seen this story before I went to Chipotle. And I read it, and I'm like, well, yeah, that is what they've done. And I had noticed that the price of my burrito, not this time around, but the last time around, had had gone up. It was like, I don't know, 50 cents more than before. And you say, well, who notices 50 cents? I'm an economist. I'm sorry. I count. It's what I do. Um, and, and so the subheads under this piece, Chipotle customers are complaining about so- small portions on social media. The chain says it's not facing any supply chain shortages or issues. I'll tell you what they're facing. I don't know what your place looks like, Brian, but at our place, uh, the trash it, uh, on the little patio outside that you could sit at because because my wife wanted to sit outside. Um, I mean, it was a nice day yesterday. It was the first nice day in a week and a half, and so we are like, yeah, we want to go sit outside somewhere and enjoy, enjoy something, but we didn't want to stay too long because we... We had we had food in the car, so it was like, yeah, we'll just get some quick take and we'll just quickly eat on the deck at the at Chipotle and then we'll go home. Um, you know, not very clean, I will say. Um, and 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 the third bullet point on this piece that I linked to that had been posted by Scott Linsicum, who writes for the Dispatch, um, as as well as uh, I believe. I can't remember. Is he Heritage or he's with one of the think tanks in uh, D.C.? Um, uh, The third bullet is many brands are shrinking boxes and keeping prices the same to deal with inflation. But that's not what Chipotle's doing. Chipotle appears in there are pictures of their food. And they're just showing you Chipotle uh, is both both perhaps shrinking unintentionally the food that's in the that's in there. That's in their uh, bowls and burritos, and same time they have raised their prices. Now, when I used to teach economics, so I'm got to say uh, uh, before I before I get to that, Brian, did you observe the cleanliness of your local Chipotle changing at all over the last six months?
10: Um, I I probably would say no, just because uh, the one the Chipotle's that are in my area are only pickup only or online orders. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the inside of the restaurant or if they have a patio outside, it's been closed. So only you only can pick up your food. So Yeah.
9: Well, okay. So but but you would say the so when you can only pick up the food, right? You have you have no control. When I'm there, I can actually tell them, "Hey, three pieces of steak? Is that all I'm getting?" I mean, come on, man. Right. Yeah. But you you don't have that option, right? You just pick up and it's done. Right. You, so, yeah, you can't you
10: get whatever's in your bag. Exactly. You can't really watch them make your order unless you're there early. But, you know, then again, kind of get what you get.
9: Yeah. Well, I and then my favorite one is the guy that has that the, the, uh, the, the tweet of uh, someone who's taken a picture of his burrito has stood it on end. And it's as tall as a 12 ounce can of beer. Feels um, <laughs> a little small, doesn't it, Brian? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You, they yeah, used, it might
10: be a little bit small. Way back in the day, they used to be like small childs, like the size of their burrito. Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. I, I actually, I actually did contend once. I got a burrito that was about the size of my, size of my grandson. Um, uh, you know, and uh, someone said that's gross, and I said no, it's awesome. I get at least three meals out of that thing. Um, you know, but but you know what this is. Back in the eighties we called this candy bar inflation. Right? And I'm gonna to talk to you after the break about candy bar inflation. Brian, are you a candy bar guy? Are you are you someone that would you know, who as you're going through uh the um going through the uh quick trip or someplace would see the bar of her the Hershey's bar and say, Yeah, I need one of those.
10: Um Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Like a okay. an occasional candy bar.
9: Okay. Well, we're going to have a chat about the size of your candy bar and getting people reacquainted with inflation, which they haven't experienced for a long, long time. We're going to do that right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on the biz, 1440. Tiny
10: bubbles make me warm
0: Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the twin cities and invest worldwide. When it comes time to start living off your retirement accounts, how do you begin? What should you be mindful of? Your strategy for withdrawing money will lead to your success and or your failure in retirement. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be sharing seven withdrawal mistakes that can wreck your retirement. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440, or call them now with your questions at 855 231
4: 6010.
8: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR.
7: Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
0: Get that rock shack attack. Rack
11: Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack! Oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Make fresh daily. cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack! Rack Shack Barbecue. Mm -hmm.
0: There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our Half Off Deals tab. Click on Programs to see our daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP Fan Club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more.
9: Welcome back. King Banging Show. The Biz 1440. Inflation is more than a feeling. It's your burrito getting smaller. It's your candy bar. Well, let's talk about your candy bar a second. When I was a young, up-and-coming economist, I remember the phrase candy bar inflation being bandied about Candy bandy, I like that um the being bandied about to talk about the changes in the it the change in the size of my candy bar and the change in in the price of my candy bar, right A candy bar is kind of a good product to look at because you can adjust the size a little bit here and there. Uh, just like you can with a hamburger, you could adjust the size. I, I've worked, you know, I've mentioned before, my son is in the food industry um, and he's created recipes for burger places and talks about how he can adjust the, uh, adjust food cost by slightly adjusting the the mix of beef and other ingredients in the, in in the in the burger I said do you make the burger bigger or smaller and he says you know what that's probably more noticeable than if I just use uh maybe a slightly fattier piece of beef than uh than than a leaner piece he says I probably can get away more with I probably can get away more with just changing the the beef mix rather than changing the size of the burger chipotle apparently uh if you to be if if you are to believe what's there and chipotle's response i mean i don't know brian if you slid down far enough in the story um to see uh uh what their response was to this uh guests of chipotle have the opportunity to completely customize their meals and their meal in restaurants by vocalizing their desired portions or digitally selecting extra, light, normal, or on the side when choosing from a, the list of real ingredients. We are not experiencing any supply chain shortages, and Chipotle receives an abundance of praise for the incredible value its entrees offer with responsibly sourced ingredients, chopped or grilled fresh daily. Um, uh, and so the author of this piece uh said that, uh, who I believe must be uh, looking at the hand. Uh, Yes, her name is Mary. Uh, Mary takes a picture of her burrito next to her hand. She says, I think I have relatively small hands. Mary's burrito was the size of her hand. Um, uh, The standard burrito looks especially small next to my boyfriend's order. He added extra carnitas for $3.20, an extra $0.25 tortilla double wrap, my burrito was 7.75. His, with add-on, came in at 11.70. And then you put the, the two burritos side by side. Hmm. Um, that's that is that is an interesting size. On candy bars, on candy bars, there was only one real time I believe that they actually did reduce slightly the size of the candy bar. When I was a kid in the 60s, I was. I was born in the 50s so in the 60s I'm walking or biking to the local corner store and the corner store would have a candy bar its size would be 1 ounce exactly and then and then it would cost a nickel a nickel candy bar i used to be able to go with a dime get a get a 10 ounce coca-cola and a, and a candy bar okay and and that would take care of my dime. If I then return the tent the, the bottle back to the the person, I would actually be able to bring a penny back and my dad made sure I brought that penny back. Uh, in 1970 the Hershey's candy bar they actually increased its size by thirty percent while doubling the price. so they their label if you look at the label on the candy bar, it says, now, bigger. Uh, and But it went from being a nickel candy bar to being a dime candy bar. <clears throat> by 1975, in the middle of the great inflation, despite all the wage and price controls that, had been put, that were put on by Nixon in the early 70s, in 1975, when those price controls expired, Hershey's not only doubled the price again so that the candy bar was now 20 cents. remember remember 1969 it's a nickel in 1970 it's a buck but it's now a 1.3 ounces not just not just one ounce so hey you're getting more for that dime in 1975 they not only doubled the price they nicked the size of the candy bar so it was now 1.2 ounces rather than 1.3. So that the cost per ounce went from seven point six went from five cents in nineteen sixty-nine, that's pretty easy math, five over one point zero, to seven point six cents, ten over one point three. And then by nineteen seventy-five, an ounce of your ounce of chocolate candy bar was costing you sixteen point six cents at versus seven point six cents. At the very same time, the price of your stamp in nineteen sixty-five, your first class stamp was six cents, your 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 stamp in 1970, they raised it a, they raised it two cents and then jacked it a whole seven cents so that to mail a first class letter in 1975 cost you 15 cents. For those who listen to the show who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, I'm not even sure about your early 50s. You probably won't remember it. You didn't experience inflation like that. So part of my part of what I recognize right now is that my my experience as a young adult or as a or as a teen or even as a child, I barely remember. I barely remember when 1970 that price. I I do remember the price going to a dime because that was pretty much it as far as getting candy bars, because while the price might have doubled, my dad's generosity didn't double. I didn't get the extra. I didn't get the extra nickel out of him for that. I had a. By this time, I'm, I'm preteen. I've already got a paper route, Um, so my father has not changed the allowance because he's like, well, if you need more money, carry more papers, sell more papers. And so you know, because I'm, yeah, I'm I'm preteen. I'm a tween, and then a teen. Right around that time, when that price doubles, but with the thirty percent more bar. And by the time I get to 1975, I'm actually entering college. So, um, so I've had that entire experience. I've had that. Ex- I've had that that entire experience. But then, you know, again, you go through it, and the price really hasn't changed. So that now, you're in in the late in the late 2000s, in 2005 to 2009. I'm reading a. I'm reading a. Blog post from a, from a place that actually uh, has photos of old candy wrappers, which are kind of fun to look at because they, they help you they help you tell stories like this. Uh, they're archival evidence. Uh, and and in two thousand five, your candy bar was now one point six ounces. A one ounce candy bar sounds tiny to most folks, but that was the standard size when I was when I was in grade school. Um. But you're paying a buck ten for it versus a nickel. And so that versus five cents in, versus five cents an ounce for your candy bar in the late nineteen sixties by the late two thousands, you're paying fifty cents for an ounce for an ounce of chocolate bar. Okay. Um, now the bars are bigger, but uh, and, and because because I'm diabetic, I don't buy candy bars anymore. Uh, so I don't know what a candy bar runs, but, uh, but, cause, but Brian says he does from time to time, grab a candy bar out of the store. What does that candy bar cost you, Brian? When, if you, if you grab one on your way through the quick trip after filling up the car,
10: um, what is, what is it costing you? Um, off the top of my head, I would think like a dollar 70, depending on like the candy bar too. Cause, uh. My yeah. favorite candy bar of all time is probably like a Kit Kat or a Twix bar, and that usually comes out to a dollar thirty, maybe dollar fifty, almost.
9: Yeah, Twix bars probably probably might go to, as well. Um, and, and you know, and that sort of implies that over the last three four years, it's interesting because candy bars, if, if the sizes stayed the same, and he says and and Brian says that, that means the candy bar inflation rates between two and three percent. Right, All these people who talk about, whoa, inflation has been below 2%. Not if you buy candy bars. There are lots of different ways, and this is kind of what CPI does. When you try to measure these things, I'm setting up to talk about the 5% number in in there, but I've been taking this last half hour to basically explain to you there are different ways in which we experience inflation. We experience it through the size of the, of the goods we buy, be it a Chipotle burrito or a candy bar. We experience it. In the fact that i when i go to when I go to Chipotle to sit down at a Chipotle, I do not see the same quality restaurant that I was used to seeing there. I kind of like that that brushed aluminum pretty much a no nonsense sit down, eat your stuff, and go uh that's fine, but you shouldn't have your you shouldn't have your trash bins filled to overflowing, but they are because. They can't even get help. And I mean, my God, things could be worse. You could be Kadoba and not even be open at 7 PM on a Friday night because you can't even find a worker. Just a little window into what's what's happening with inflation at this moment. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on the Biz,
1: 1440. Candyman can cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good
2: 482-8399. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I've been thinking lately about the biblical principle of headship. First Corinthians 11, verse 3 says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. One way to think about headship or authority is like an umbrella. If you're under a good authority figure, it's like standing under an umbrella during the rain. It's your job to stand under the umbrella, and it's the umbrella's job to protect you from the rain. Biblical authority is like a good umbrella. It won't leak or move, and it provides shelter. Our job as believers is to submit to biblical authority figures God has placed in our life, as long as it doesn't go against God's word. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we don't sell umbrellas, but we do install shingle roofs. If you have a roofing need or want to talk about God's word, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com.
6: High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes high schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport who looks good in stripes anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks chances are you'd look good in stripes too we want to hear from you we need to hear from you no officials means no games no stripes means no stars And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.
9: Welcome back. King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. I couldn't resist one more little bit of story about this. I'd forgotten this story, but um, in Googling a couple pieces for this, I, I ran across this again. This was a piece on uh, from the Mises Institute um, by uh, Christopher Wesley, who writes there pretty regularly. Um, uh, does anyone remember Toblerone Gate? Okay, are you a Toblerone guy, Brian? Do you know what those are?
10: I'm actually allergic to peanuts, so I can't have it, unfortunately. You
9: can't have Toblerone. Okay. Well, that sucks. Um, um, which is, which is, by the way, owned by a U.S. company. Toblerones are actually owned by uh, Mondelez uh, Industries. Um, uh, so uh, it is back about, f- what was it, five years ago, I think, uh, they had... Uh, they they had uh, they had the misfortune of being caught in a price squeeze for their for the inputs. Okay, at that time. And uh, if if you don't know what Toblerone is, it's, it's a chocolate that comes in a series that looks like a series of peaks with gaps in between, and you you typically you eat it by breaking off some breaking off a piece in that gap area, and so you you're basically eating a it's supposed to be like a pretend Swiss Alp because it's, it's Swiss chocolate and so it's supposed to be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, do with that what you will. The scandal was someone went and measured and the gaps between the peaks, the valleys got bigger and the peaks got skinnier. In other words, the candy bar became smaller than it had been before. Uh, this was a story on C, uh, and this was, tr- and, and so in, in in uh, so the bar that formerly weighed 170 gram have been slashed 250 grams. 40 grams have been carved out of bars that used to contain 400 grams. Um, uh, the price remains the same, but pr- customers are getting roughly 10% less chocolate. This is an outrage, right? Well look, here's the thing. People respond to incentives. If you make the if you raise the price to keep the candy bar the same, people will respond to a price change probably by looking for substitutes. All right? And what a what a firm doesn't want to have happen is have, have you look for substitutes. So Candy bar inflation could be one other way to do, to reducing the size of your product could be one way in which you can try to hold the line on prices. So we have supply chain issues. We have input issues. The entire world is learning inflation all over again. Indeed, my morning Wall Street Journal, I'll, I'll, I'll pull a Rush Limbaugh, may his name be praised, uh, has a whole... The, the head of its review session has a piece by John Hilsenrath, who's, their, who's among other things, their fellow reserve uh, reporter, titled, When Americans Took to the Streets Over Inflation, it has a picture of people protesting outside a grocery store back in 1966 in New York City. The signs include, lower food prices or close your doors. Well, Cadoba chose the latter. We don't need you if you don't need us. Our pensions are limited. Why not your prices? This, these are the these are the signs on the protests from nineteen sixty six. I'm telling you, I love being the H I M because it's like everything old is made new again, and that's what we're observing right now. Now, let's talk a little bit about. Um, about, uh, what's going on with, uh, with monetary policy with inflation. I played a lot of Larry Summers. Um, I played a lot of Larry Summers here and I, you know, and I sometimes get hooked on somebody, but, and, and I will say this, I should, I should be, I should be very clear about this. I do not know him. I know people that have worked with him. I've heard him speak in public places. I've heard him speak all the way going back into the 1990s and at conferences. I've always been tremendously impressed by him even though I, I I would say we probably disagree more often than we agree. I've always been quite impressed with that with with his with his scholarship. I think he's a bright a a bright fella, <clears throat> but um at this but I typically wouldn't I typically would, would listen to him and say, Yeah, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. I uh, so now that we are on I think a similar page thinking that, hey, there's something to really worry about regarding inflation. I I think I think I'm I'm interested in having him uh having him uh talk about what's what's happening here. So I want to play this. This was last night on Wall Street Week over on on Bloomberg TV. Um, uh, uh, This was him talking about monetary policy. This is cut number seven, please, Brian. Monetary policy isn't constant. Monetary policy is getting easier. When the interest rate stays the same
0: and inflation rises, real interest rates fall. So monetary policy has been getting steadily easier through this year, even as the economy's booming. And if you do what the analysts at most of the banks do, and it's a sensible enough thing to do, form a comprehensive index of financial conditions where you look at the stock market
11: and you look at the dollar and you look at long-term bond yields and whatnot, then the
9: rate at which it's getting easier and the extent to which it's unprecedentedly easier is faster. And that, in fact, is uh, while he's talking, Bloomberg or Wall Street Week puts up a graphic, and the graphic is of the Goldman Sachs Index of uh, uh, consolidated, financial condition, uh, consolidated Financial Conditions Index, and and it is at levels we've not seen before. Here's the weird part of this, and something that y- y- I, mean, I invite you to call six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Here's the part. That even Summers himself says, I can't explain this. I didn't play this part. Uh, it's not terribly interesting. I didn't grab this part. But he he plays this, and it's really interesting. What's been happening to interest rates through this past week? You would think after you see 5% inflation, you would think that people would bid up inflation rates their interest rates. You would think that the yield would go up and that bond prices would fall, particularly for long-term treasuries. That has not happened. Indeed, this week we see the, the 10-year treasury fall by more than 10 basis points over the week. So that it's now in the 1.4s, whereas we were talking about it touching 1.7. We've suggested that, that if the market were to Go, continue on, on the pace it is right now um, and in, inflation was to just match what the Fed's saying it's going to do on a long term basis that it, with the economic outlook, economic G, with GDP numbers coming in where we believe they're going to come in maybe in the high 9's maybe 10% I, I kind of actually doubt that but maybe 9 point something When when the numbers get announced in July, when that happens, okay, you would expect that the long-term treasury bill, the 10-year treasury yield, would be somewhere in the low twos. It's gone away from that number. It's not converged toward that number. And Summers says, yeah, you know what? You're right. I need an explanation for that. I don't have one. And I thought it was really good of him to say that. I'm the same way i can't tell you why that's happening. Maybe it's a short term temporary thing. Maybe there's some factor that artificially boosted uh, bond yields for uh, bond prices or demand for bonds uh, over the last week. Uh, i haven't seen any reporting to tell me what that might be i don't have a i don't have a sense of where that demand would have come from okay i 'm going to tell you i don't know and that's why i also appreciated i tweeted out uh, a survey um from a, a survey that john cochran a professor at uh, a professor and a researcher at the hoover institution at stanford uh put out uh from the igm panel i'm going to read you some of that after the break but 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 uh, i tweeted it out and john actually was kind enough to tweet back at me I, what I said was that panel's in, impression about what inflation, what monetary policy is doing, is all over the place. And he says, "Well, yeah." It, uh, he says, "Quote as it should be." There is lots of uncertainty. Nobody knows what will happen for sure. No, no one knows for sure what will happen. Embrace uncertainty. Important lesson: policy needs to be resilient and adaptive, not pre-planned to a noble future. Okay, that's direct to us from Professor Cochrane. And I think that's really wise advice. We don't know what's happening right now. Interest rates are not doing what I would have expected, what a Summers would have expected. And I think we sort of have to say, boy, this is a really weird market right now. And we're in the middle of that. We're, we're getting stories about uh, burrito inflation. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: The Biz
4: 1440, KYCR Golden Valley.
3: The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com.
0: Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440.
1: People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because, unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest, and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else, and thus is far more experienced. They're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe. Leave the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why, if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com.
5: Whoa.
0: Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com.
11: Roll on, big mama.
9: Welcome back. You know, the time in which I listened to this music would have been in the 70s. Uh, Just how things go. Just having a great time here. Talking about uh, everything old is new again. I'm telling you, I've been reading this Hills and Wrath piece during the break because I didn't notice it until out there. But I want to say one more thing about uh, what... uh, uh, John Cochran tweeted to us. I've also retweeted it in case you're not following me at Banyan Show. If you've just followed the show at Pound K B R S, that's how you keep track of the show. I would be delighted if you would uh, if you if you spread the word. But uh, I I think I'm going to read I'm going to read you that uh, I'm going to read you that that's that piece that he put up. I just need to go back and find it. Shoot, where is it? Here we go. Um, these are the opinions that people have. Okay. So let me explain the initiative on global markets is a, a, a Booth school at University of Chicago's panel of experts. They are, I think almost entirely academic economists at elite institutions. Okay. No, I'm not on this panel. They wouldn't ask me. It's okay. I'm not worried about that. What I really love about the about the IGM survey is that not only do they ask them interesting questions. This question that they ask them is, "quote The current combination of U.S. fiscal and monetary policy poses a serious risk of prolonged higher inflation." Okay, let okay everything from strongly agree to strongly disagree. So five point Likert scale. Uh, plus, you have people that don't, just don't get around to answering and so forth. And then they asked them on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in your opinion? And this is what Professor Cochran was trying to tell you, is that, is that you shouldn't be confident right now about what you're predicting, okay? And I just pointed out, I can't tell you why, infl- why interest rates went down this week. I, it, 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 I'm flummoxed by that. I, I, I simply don't understand it. And so when When Summers gets asked the question, I'm like, "Oh, maybe he's figured it out," and he says, "No, I don't understand either <laughs> you know, and so Cochrane's point is very simple: You ought not be confident about this, okay, so I'm just going to scroll through, so they actually write some answers write some answers uh, there's a lot of uncertainties I'm gonna just scroll through um uh uh Abby Banerjee, who is a Nobel laureate from m i t um, says, I'm not sure that slightly higher inflation would be a bad thing, by the way. The question seems to lean that way. Okay, uh, uh, Marcus uh, Brunemeyer from Princeton, while sharp price spikes might be transitory, they can translate in lasting higher inflation if one isn't watchful. Um, whereas uh, Judith Chevalier at Yale, the tip treasury spread does not suggest inflation expectations at the moment. There are very few people on here who show on a 1 to 10 scale. There's not a whole lot of people here um, out there. Even those who said inflation is going to be permanently higher. So, for example, Daryl Duffy at Stanford, a, a, a colleague of uh, Cochrane's, writes, uh, writes uh, says, Yeah, I agree, it's going to cause higher inflation, but then says a bit higher inflation would be good. The risk of much higher inflation involves a trade off. Better infrastructure, for instance, is needed. So he's like, yeah, it's going to cause higher inflation, and that's OK. Uh, 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 whereas if I keep scrolling down through folks, uh, Barry Eichengreen, who who uh, I've met uh, a couple times over at, at uh, Cal Berkeley, uh, who disagree with it. If current combination means accommodating monetary policy now, but higher interest rates of inflation materials, then why sustain? Meaning I don't see why it'd be a sustained inflation. Um, um, uh, th- it, but these are just all over the place uh, and I particularly liked uh, Austin Goolsbee who we played here before uh, who says he's uncertain I like that he's uh, 6% confident that he's uncertain uh, 6 out of 10 uh, it's uncertain saying there wasn't prolonged inflation with unemployment at 3.5% why would it be prolonged when apples to apples it's double that now but uh, Bob Hall at Stanford uh, is eight out of ten confident and strongly disagrees, saying monetary policy is firmly committed to keeping inflation under control and has the means to do it. He's sure that this is going to work out. Okay. All of those things I think are are are, are possible, reasonable. Um, might might in fact happen. Uh, but what I don't think is what I don't think is the case. What I don't think is is um is true in this environment i, I mean i agree with i agree 100 percent with Cochrane. you ought to understand that you're going to be uncertain what seems to be lacking is an expression of that uncertainty in the fomc statements which are coming this week right there's an fomc meeting coming on tuesday and wednesday chairman powell will be in front of the My guess is they're still doing them virtually. So they'll be in front of a podium on a Zoom call uh, with a bunch of folks, including uh, Mr. Hills and Rath here. Um, And they're going to talk about the fact that um, that uh, inflation, they're going to talk about the fact that maybe we're going to talk about tapering. Maybe we haven't yet. We're not ready to really say anything more about it. My guess is he'll just kick that can down the road. My guess is they're going to do that. I, I have to say I'm at this point thinking what I need to hear from them is a little bit more of the yeah these are kind of uncharted waters where we don't really know and understand and an understanding as uh, as he play as he uh, as Summers said before um, just because some of this is transient or you know or temporary doesn't mean it's all transient or temporary okay my guess is the practice of making your burrito smaller is a practice that they won't go back, they won't go back on. Okay? Um, your burrito may be permanently smaller, just like candy bars are. We'll be back after this. The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Tell
11: me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain.
0: And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill.
1: 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 430 8761 That's 800-430-8761. right back. Computer
8: service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing Bears, Bulls,
7: and...